Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Slack. For companies all over the world, from the very small to the very large, Slack is where work happens. Create a team in minutes and get everyone on board. Slack gives you one manageable space in which to gather all the people you need to talk to, all the projects you need to keep tabs on, and with more than 1,000 apps seamlessly integrating with Slack, all the tools you need to get things done. Visit slack.com forward slash silicon slopes and sign up now to get $100 in credits toward a future upgrade. Welcome to the This is the Place podcast, a Silicon Slopes production. You can go anywhere, but there's none that compare. This is the place. It's music to my ears, Meg. Welcome, Chris, to the This is the Place podcast. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with our fine listeners. Episode 22. What a world. What? Look how far we've come. We're past the one-fifth point to 100 episodes, which has always been our goal. The weird news we've talked about. <laughs> Imagine, what if we do a Hall of Fame, or not a Hall of Fame, a recap, ec- well, probably Hall of Fame episode, Hall of Fame episode on episode 100. Like a, like a finale Where of, we the, look back. of the Seinfeld. Yeah, you know how Seinfeld would always do little snippets? Yeah. And they just piece together the times that we... We could bring back all the stars of the weird Utah news stories we've had on. Naked couple from last week, one of the cows that survived the crash. Oh, okay. We are... This is... Phoenix dad. This is breaking news. We're actually... We invited one of the surviving cows on to next week's <laughs> podcast so, that we will be talking to. So, Ferdinand, so, tell us what it was like. <laughs> Oh, oh, still a little raw. I understand. I'm sorry, Ferdinand. (laughs) I understand. I, too, have rained off of the freeway. (laughs) Watched my friends fall from an overpass. (laughs) Horrible. And then went on a podcast to talk about it. Horrible. We could bring back a mortuary guy. We're going to get this rolling. So, for the record, I probably wouldn't feel that comfortable being in a small, confined room with mortuary man, but that's just my own personal preference. Well, I think that you're a little biased against those who work with the dead. You know... I, yeah, I kind of am. It's a strange profession. It what is a what motivates weird. somebody to go that direction in life? Anytime your job description is draining the blood from a body, you've got to question your life choices. Well, yeah, just when you get older, you start to like, you know, you kind of come to grips with your own mortality and you're like, oh, like death, that's pretty scary. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, all these things. So you want to distance yourself from death. But there's this small select group of people that want to get closer to it. So they're always dealing with these dead bodies and like Ooh. draining their blood and taking their jewels and mixing their ashes together. It's a really strange thing. Yeah. I don't like thinking about death. No. Do you know what I like thinking about? Life. Life. Life and tech. And tech. Let's talk about our tech news. <laughs> well, we have big funding news today. Okay. Lay it on me. Simplis. Mm. They have raised $9.3 million. Series B round. Give it a big round of applause. Do you want to do a Boy Scout chant? Have you ever seen the Boy Scout chants? No. They do the round, like, give a big round of applause and everybody do a clap in a oh, circle. Oh, stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's super stupid. Yeah. Welcome to the Boy Scouts of America. Just a lot of, like, really dumb things good, that nobody cares about. Good job, Simplest. Anyway, they raise a $9.3 million Series B round um, led by Epic Ventures, local firm. Also participating, Salesforce Ventures, Cross Creek Advisors, another local firm, and some others. Do you Way know, to go. Do you know... So Simplis' CEO, Ryan Westwood, mm-hmm. he went on a fly fishing excursion 
to Montana with a group of people. One of those people was Clint Betts, our coworker. What? And Clint was off. Clint never fly fishes. And he's off in the distance hanging out by this river, like, you know, drinking in nature's beauty. Like Brad Pitt in yeah, a river Yeah, that's exactly it. what it is. But he has this bright neon green hoodie on. And he's out there, like, reeling in, you know? Yeah. And Ryan Westwood snaps this picture from afar. <laughs> and he loves the picture. So he, so he blows the picture up and gives it to Clint in a frame. So Clint doesn't have any room in his office. So I'm like, oh, I'll take the picture. That's great. So I have a picture of Clint fly fishing in the Montana wilderness taken by Ryan Westwood, the CEO of Simplis, in my office. Chris, I... That's the thread that's been drawn to today's funding. your friend, I feel like I should express... (laughs) I have two pictures in my office. ...my concern. (laughs) Okay, okay. That you have nothing. I have two pictures. One's a big portrait of Bob Dylan, who I'm a very big fan of. Okay. And the other is a smaller-sized portrait of Clint... I just wonder if maybe you should find mementos from your own life to display in your office. If that might be a healthier level of coworker interaction. Uh, No, we actually should be going the other way. And I want to confront you right now because you don't have a picture of me in your office. All right. Well, get it to me and I'll get it framed if you could sign it. Um, I want it signed as co-host of This Is The Place podcast. I can do that. How bizarre would it be if in smaller offices... Like our own, where we have five people working. If you had pictures of your coworkers in your office, it would be very strange. I kind of like the idea. Let's do it. It freak people out. But like glowy, like um, uh, glamour shots, like professional model yeah. shots. Yeah, like where where my my fist is under my chin, you're my like, head's tilted. You're staring to the side. off into a stream, and my hair is huge. Not your neck, your hair. My my hair. <laughs> It's huge, so that my head looks small, because that's the whole point of having big hair. <laughs> so that's the simplest funny news. Cool. Good job. I don't know how we spun so out of control on that news, but sorry. Um, startup Santa, guess how much we've raised? $27.17. So Times that by... A million. A mm, thousand. Okay. And add some dollars. We've raised $29,715. Great. Wait, $29,715. Great, great, great. That is great. Uh, a couple weeks to go. This thing wraps up December 15th, 11.59 p.m. So you've got, by the time this comes out, you've got about a week and a half to really wrap up your donations. Get them to your l- nearest United Way location or contact me, Meg at Silicon Slopes. Get your company on the leaderboard. Get your company on the leaderboard, startupsanta.org. I mean, it's fun. It's a close race right now, so I'm excited well, to see what happens. More companies need to sign up, and the companies that are there, let's start getting, let's start churning it rev up. Rev up, rev up those start engines. Rev it up, it's time to pick gentlemen. up the pace. We're on lap three. <laughs> How many laps are in the Kentucky Derby? Let's rev it, let's rev it up. Mm, you're talking to the wrong person. <sighs> I like the Kentucky Derby horses' names. They're always like, Mustard on a cracker. Like, they don't ever make any sense, and I like that. It's because the people who breed them are people who don't make sense as humans. It's like a bunch of really weird rich people. I hope that someday I breed horses and I name a horse Kevin and it wins the Kentucky Derby. Because that would be, like, so out of the norm. Oh, I gotcha. I like that. Yeah, Kevin. I really like that. Kevin wins. Kevin Smith. And Kevin rounds the the finish line. Kevin Smith around the corner. Um, hopefully you realize your dream at some point. That's... Yeah, hopefully. Should we tell them about our first official episode that we did today? We are finally live and on air. By the time this is up, we'll have had 
the teaser and the first episode of Silicon Swell's so review. This is Monday. The, the teaser actually was released today. I know we lied to you last week saying you could watch it. And Which is the first time we've ever lied on this podcast. Yeah, we've always been truthful up to that point. But you really can see the teaser now. We released it today, Monday. Um, it's Thursday. You will have seen our first official episode. Um, this is something we'll be doing every week. Should be released every Tuesday. We subscribe both, to the YouTube channel. Yeah, subscribe to the YouTube slopes. channel. We both wore black, so we looked slim. We we wore our most slimming outfits. I contoured my face. You were super worried because you wanted to slouch down more to like. I I, I still am kind of unsure what your purpose so was. So I look. Sh- You're always slouching against a wall. I just I've been doing a lot of studying on how to look good on camera. <laughs> Give me the top three tips. I'd um, love to hear this. It's all about your angles and knowing your light. I also watch a lot of America's Next Top Model. That seems unfair. Why? It seems unfair that a person's appearance on video is just based upon manipulation of the things around that's them rather anything, than the person's appearance. That's all anything is. To be a good writer is to manipulate words. Wow. To be good at anything is a manipulation of something. Wow. I know. Doesn't that blow your mind? Wow. Everything is about faking it until you make oh. it. <laughs> Keep going. Like, you can't just be like, man, I don't look good on camera. What can I do about that? Like, there are things you can do. What make if, it happen. Uh, what if you just assume you look good on camera and then anytime anyone tells you differently, you just refuse to acknowledge well, it? Because that's my strategy. Then you have a level of confidence that I admire <laughs> and envy. I try to stand as tall as I can and make it seem like I'm six foot nine instead of and it works. five foot eight. It also helps that I'm slouching. A lot of people think that I'm six foot nine. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it is working. People do think I'm tall. They say weird things to me like, man, are you like five ten? No. Five five. People think you're five ten. No, it's weird. <laughs> All right. So anyway, watch our show. Compliment us on our outfits and my makeup techniques. Absolutely. Tech talk no no. Should we do it? It's time to tech talk no no. Our word this week. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. I don't know. This isn't necessarily tech. Um, I maybe. But it's what we use to describe a business who does phenomenally well. Actually, what is the definition of a unicorn? Billion-dollar business. Billion-dollar business. Why don't we just call it a billion-dollar business? So here is my problem with the term. Is it a billion-dollar in profits? If you can just say a billion dollars in any way, shape, or form and apply it to your business, bam, you're a unicorn. It could be valuation. It could be profit. It doesn't matter. Okay. We could just start saying Silicon Slopes. We once laid eyes upon a billion dollars inside of a bank vault, and bam, we're a unicorn. Therefore, we are a unicorn. Here's the point. Unicorn is a term that's used to describe something that is a once in a lifetime. Okay, yeah. Creature, right? It's mm-hmm. like this generational mm-hmm. thing that you come upon and your breath's taken away. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. this is incredible, right? I'm with you. But you never see it again. Right. Because it's the one time deal. So using the term unicorn to describe really successful billion dollar businesses, when we already have, you know, five or six within the state of Utah, much less hundreds and hundreds in the world, you can't refer to these as unicorns because they're not unique. Okay, they're so unique they're, in the grand scheme of things, but they're not unicorn. There level. are too many unicorns. There are too and many we unicorns. we need to hire some hunters to exactly fix our unicorn overpopulation problem. So what I was planning on doing later today with President Trump here um, in Utah was to go talk to him about unicorn hunting becoming a bigger thing so <laughs> we can lessen the herd. Good idea. Which he would definitely be willing good, to listen to based on what idea. I know about him. Yeah, I think that he's going to be all for that. Does something die? Cool. I'm in. Uh, a great ch- children's uh, story? Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell it to me. 
So, But that's why you can't use it. Billion-dollar companies are not as unique as unicorns, is my point. You need the next step below a unicorn. It's something that's really unique, but there's a flock of them, you know? There aren't flocks of unicorns. Unicorns run around individually, I just as we it, all know. It's kind of a silly term. Like, my two-year-old well, yeah, is really tale. into unicorns. It's a fairy tale thing. Also, my my two-year-old calls unicorns ponies, but she has a hard time saying it, so she calls them tonies. <laughs> I like that, She'll actually. be like, where's my Tony? <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird. I'm like, who's Tony? <laughs> Here's what I'll say is a good application of unicorn. Okay. There's a basketball player on the Knicks. His name is Kristaps Porzingis. What? Very, yeah. He's from Latvia. He's a very, Ooh. very unique. I lived in Latvia. You. That's why I said it. He's a very unique talent. Incredibly unique. And his nickname is the unicorn. Mm. That's a good nickname. Sure. Because he's this generational, Once in a super lifetime. tall white guy, defends the rim, shoots threes. He's got all these weird skills that just you don't usually see in one package. No. That is where Unicorn should be. So if we had one business that like somehow raised its head above everyone else, bam, Unicorn. All billion-dollar companies mm, nah. need a new name. Nah. How about billion-dollar company? How about a billion-dollar company? Just a straightforward answer. All right. So let's, let's rethink the term Unicorn. No one wanted us to write their tagline this week. It's weird. I I can't imagine why. It's After like, the great content we've been turning out on that front. We've proved that we are God's <laughs> gift to men. And yet nobody... I can't imagine why, honestly. It could be because we didn't really promote the podcast last week. We I'm going to go with that. Oh, rude. I know, rude, right? That is pretty bad on our end. Um, so that means it's time for Weird Utah News. You found these stories this week. Tell me about them. I got some things I want to talk about. Okay. First and foremost... We can agree opioids, mm. pretty big problem, right? No good. Kind of want to do away with them, want to find an alternative. Say no. So we don't want opioids. All right, let's go find a, a new branch of painkiller, let's say. Um, mm. something Excedrin? That's, that's what I Something like. that's less addictive, blah, blah, blah. The point is we need to find something differently. So University of Utah has a research team that was just granted $10 million from the U.S. Department of Defense okay. to research this exact thing. Okay. So what... Do you think they are looking into as an alternative? Marijuana. Very good guess, which I think everyone on earth is looking into, and it's already been proven is a better alternative than opioids, but that's a whole other discussion. Okay. Snails. Marine snails. What? Oh, yes. What? (laughs) Venom found in carnivorous snails. What? Wait, but what do you do with it? Like you ingest it? Oh, there's all sorts of things you can do with it. Like you smoke it? You can smoke it. You can rub it. You can, can drink you snort it. it. You can snort it. It it's it's just like your normal opioids. You can consume it in whatever form you want, but it's this great snail. Does it give you a high? I don't Um well the snail uses it to numb, stun, and subdue its prey. Mm. So, so it gives you that little like bzzz. I th- in my mind, yeah, it's just this kind of like deadening, oh like you get hit by morphine or something, you know, it just kinda washes in your mind. Wow. Oh, but it's from snails. So here's my main question about this story. Okay. How do researchers go about finding these things? So I think I'm, of this about everything. I'm so fascinated about it in research, though. Because think of how many things you have to go through before you get to venom from a snail as a pain-killing alternative. You follow me? Like, there's so many more things you would first go into a lab and go, okay, let's look at this, let's look at this. Before you get to a snail. So they have yeah. to have gone through millions and millions yeah, and millions and millions of things. where do you even things. start? Where do you start is my number one question. I want a researcher. I feel really tired. I want to be able it. to talk to a researcher about this. Let's bring him in. 
We can bring them on to our Hall of Fame episode. Okay. Don't you think that sounds like a monumental task, though? Or is yeah. it? Or, oh, yeah. Or it sounds just, like the worst. Here's my other theory. That everything on Earth has something that they emit that's like a pain-killing property. Or that has pain-killing properties. What about humans? Yeah, you can just... Get poop? It's poop. You just grab it. <laughs> grab it and it kills pain. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> duh. I have no idea why you said that. Because <laughs> that's the only thing we emit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sweat, saliva, blood. Go down the list. There's all sorts of emissions. That's true. Um, it's all pretty gross. You can find anything. I wouldn't want to snore any of it. You can find anything. Speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You've never really killed pain until you've ingested Poop. things from another oh. person's body. We'll say things. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting, Sorry, though, mom. huh? That's interesting. That is interesting. Does your mom listen to this? I hope uh, not. I hope not, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that about things, like, all the time. Like, have you ever thought about milk? Like, who was the guy that was like, I'm thirsty. There's a cow. One plus one. First, I'm going to get that cow's juice. The first guy definitely drank straight from the other, right? <laughs> yeah. Or girl, whoever's the first person to drink milk. Like, that's got to be a weirdo, right? That guy was oh, a straight up weirdo. It was weirdo. such a pervert. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of the first milk drinker. <laughs> the best part is he started drinking milk and he's like, holy cow, this is like really good. But he didn't know how to approach his friends and tell them about it. Yeah. So he's just like, oh, I'm just going to drink this in solitude. And then one day, you know, they're walking by out back of the barn. And Billy's just bent underneath drinking from an udder, and all of his friends just couldn't let it go. And so then he had to try to convince him. He's like, no, no, I swear, it's really good. And so then they started trying it. Bam, everybody liked milk. But, like but the first guy had to bear the brunt of the entire world's embarrassment. Yeah, so maybe we should all feel a little less embarrassed next his, time we're embarrassed. His friends were probably like, so you do know you could just not drink directly <laughs> off of the cow. You could like put it in a pail. He's like, holy cow, this is a... You guys are so smart. Revolutionary. <laughs> that was the original research. That ties back into the original article. Yeah, so don't be ashamed if you're a weirdo. <laughs> is the big takeaway. Embrace away. your strange behaviors as long as they don't hurt anybody. That's, long... my, that's my number one recommendation to everyone who yeah, listens to this maybe podcast. Maybe leave livestock alone, though. We should probably add that caveat. As long as it doesn't hurt anyone. Or that's my number one point. any animals. Yeah. Okay, tell me about this one next animals. story. So Thanksgiving happened not too long ago, right? Mm -hmm. Great holiday. Mm -hmm. You sit down, you eat, you're mm -hmm. watching football, hang out with your family, you know, all sorts of things. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had a family down in Santa Clara uh -oh. by St. George. Oh, no. Things got a little rowdy, right? Oh, no. So on Thanksgiving night, everybody gets in a huge argument, you know, one of those family arguments triggered off by who knows what, probably, probably politics. That's where everything derives from, right? right. Every okay. great argument. So everybody gets really mad and angry, and they're starting to, you know, do their own thing. And what happens? I don't know. Tell me. A dog that lives inside the home gets so freaked out by the argument that it goes bonkers, and it just starts attacking everyone. What? So six people have to go to the hospital what? with injuries from this dog attack. What kind of dog? It started as a human argument, and the dog rudely interjected and started biting everyone. What? How intense is that? Well, I'm, I'm confused. What were they talking about? The only thing that makes sense is if they're if they're bashing on dogs, and the dog took a personal affront to it. We, do we know what kind of dog? No, it didn't say. They tried to hide the identity of the dog to protect it. <laughs> that is terrifying. Yeah. So moral of the story is, if you're going to get in an argument, don't do it with dogs around. Don't argue in front of your dogs. Oh, you know what? This dog had just had babies. So what? What does that mean? It's extra sensitive. I don't. What? What do you You've mean? You've never had kids. You don't know. 
oh, sure, you have kids and somehow you automatically know the thought process of a dog? That doesn't make any sense. It's true, though. As a mother, I can tell you that right after giving birth is a rough time. You're very sensitive. Okay, here's my question. Okay. So you just have your second kid. Okay. You're still in the hospital. Yeah. I come walking by with my family and we get in a big argument about football. Oh, I, right would, by you. I would bite you immediately. <laughs> okay. All right, great. No hesitation. This makes more sense. Oh, yeah. You come after you. You throw your shaved ice at me. I would. You'd better watch out. <laughs> wow. This I makes a lot of sense. Throw everything in that room at you. The diapers, the baby, oh, the little tiny baby jammies are so cute. And they have all those little blankets that you wrap the babies in. They have little footprints on them. You are right. I do not know a lot about kids. No. So moral of the story, don't argue in front of your dogs. Or a new mother. Actually, don't argue in front of new mothers. That's probably the first. Maybe just don't argue. Don't argue, people. We don't know what they were arguing about. Be friends with one another. All right, last but not least. Couple from California comes out to Utah. They're getting married, you know. Utah's great. They go to Moab because Moab's a great place to get married in. It's a great place to go in general. You know, beautiful rocks everywhere, whatever. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I have to add to this last story. Oh, my gosh. This wasn't just an argument. This was reported as a domestic disturbance. So my Yeah, thought, the dog was biting everyone. Well, no, no, no. I think it was a domestic disturbance that the dog, like, jumped into. I think the dog was protecting another family member. No, it's too vague. I think the dog started everything. I think the dog was protecting a family member. I think the dog... <sighs> Tell me about Moab. <laughs> Where'd you get married at? Salt Lake. Did you get married suspended over air or on the ground? We got married in the temple. <laughs> ground. Loser. <laughs> so a couple from California yeah. comes out to Moab because it's great. They love the Red Rocks, everything. Well, sure. What's not to love? So instead of having marriage on the ground like most just total clowns do, sure. yourself included, unfortunately, no offense. None taken. They set up this huge net across a canyon okay so they're suspended you know hundreds of feet over the ground in the midst of all these like red rock canyons in Moab, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they climb out onto this and get married on it their okay. pictures you can go and find the article on ksl.com um the title is california couple gets married on space net suspended over moab canyon sure. the pictures are actually kind of terrifying okay and there's one of them where it shows them standing on it it looks like this tiny net they're standing in the middle of it. It's held by all these ropes. I don't know how they got out there. It looks so scary. Did they make not, other li- people go out there? They have like, br- there are bridesmaids in one of the pictures that are all standing on nope. it. Nope. I'm going to like pass out thinking the, about it. Uh, I know. I'm telling you, the one photo made me kind of nauseous. I can't. can't. I'm so sorry. Th- I don't care who you are. If you ask me to join your wedding party out over a canyon, I'm out. So here's my question to you. As okay. somebody who's been married. Okay. Well, currently is married. You've been married and I, you still I'm are still married. I'm still married. Let's clarify. <laughs> so I'm sure the day of your wedding, uh-huh. when you're actually like going through the vows and stuff, it's uh-huh. pretty intense, you know, like you got butterflies or something or whatever. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah. You don't really remember a lot of it. That's exactly my point. You're kind of yeah. like blacking out probably. Yeah. Based upon a wide variety of reasons. Sure. <laughs> if you're suspended on a net 400 feet over a canyon. Yeah. And the wind's blowing. Oh, and you're, stop it. And you're trying to concentrate on what's going on. Like, that's blackout times nine million. You don't even remember that I you can't. were married a, we a year stop later. stop talking. I mean, I pass out. Isn't, it, isn't this the most intense choice? Yeah, the pictures are pretty intense. The pictures are intense. I mean, good for them. I'm glad they found each other. I would be petrified. The whole time you're sitting there trying to say your vows or the preacher's giving their peace, whatever happens, I couldn't concentrate. I don't know. I don't know. You're going to fall to your death so fast. 
I hope they're okay. Did you ever at any point during the course of your own wedding feel like you were going to die immediately? <laughs> if you did one wrong thing. I don't remember feeling that way. <laughs> yeah. You're different I remember it's weird because it's like one second you're not married and then the next second you are. Like, wow. And your your whole life is different after one second. What? Yeah. No. Because you go the exact from, same. No, 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 no. Because like one second you're single, the next second. You're not single. You're engaged. No, you're married. Well, I know, but I'm the saying engaged right- is single. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That's like the, the law isn't involved yet. We get too tied up in the law. Shame on you for saying that. Oh boy. If you're committed to somebody, you're committed to somebody, regardless of what the law says. Okay, sure. Is that not but fair? Like, yeah, but like, there's no money. Ex- like, I don't. What are you talking about? Some money. I have a gr- phone call. We can't get into uh, this. I love right that you're now. some money grubber who got married just for money. I'm sorry, I'm not, Stephen. That the truth is out. I inherited student <laughs> loans when I got married. <laughs> You money grubbed in the opposite direction. Yeah. I was like, can I please take I just debt? want 50 more thousand dollars of debt added onto my <laughs> own. Thank you. Would... Oh, shoot. Someone's calling me. <laughs> All right. We better wrap up. All Remember right. to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Yep. You can find us on your podcast app of choice. Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, you iTunes, name it. Podbean. Podbean. Podcast Addict. That's what I currently have. It's great. I think there's I like a know. Google something. I have Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Anyway, rate and review us. Remember to watch our show because it's awesome. Thanks for coming out today. Find us on YouTube, Silicon Slope. I'd love to continue this marriage conversation next episode. So be <laughs> yeah. prepared. Uh, tweet us if you want marriage advice. <laughs> at Meg Morley Walter, at Chris Raw, at Silicon Slopes. And we will see you next week. Peace. Best job ever. You won't be the first person at Solution Reach to say that. Not even the second. Go check them out at www.solutionreach.com forward slash careers. They're always looking to add new talent to the team, and it's a team that's truly making a difference in healthcare, better connecting patients to their providers. Not to mention the awesome new building they've got, free CrossFit and yoga classes, the whole nine yards. Visit www.solutionreach.com forward slash careers. Check out the open positions listed, and hopefully you'll join the growing list who are saying, best job ever.